Hey guys, welcome back to the show where we help you understand your psychology, figure out what's going on so you can ultimately make the decisions you want to make, live the life that you want to live. I mean, one of my favorite uh, compliments is when people say, this is going to be a humble brag, by the way, so get ready. <laughs> one of my favorite compliments is when people say, um, hey, you're a really good therapist. I like it because I know it's not true. But I know what it means is <laughs> my ideas are helpful. My ideas are so helpful. I think they are so fundamental to what psychology is that even a mediocre therapist like myself can employ them and I have the sheen. I come off as being a good therapist, meaning, you know, like good relational skills. I'm okay, I'm mediocre. But the reason why I'm so effective as a therapist isn't because I'm a good therapist. It is because my ideas about therapy and ultimately about psychology are really helpful. I just apply those in the clinic. That's all I do. You know, it's not me. It's I'm kind of an idiot when it comes to therapy, but my ideas, those, those can be helpful. So we talk about some of those ideas here, and um, yeah, just let you know what what we do here because you may have a psychological issue in your life that you don't know how to manage. Well, guess what? We can help you manage it. Not going to make it easy. It's going to be difficult no matter what, but we can bring a lot of clarity to it. That's for sure. So a question that I received this week, not a question so much, but just a request to talk about an issue, and this issue is inner child work. What my thoughts are on this, if I do this in the therapy that I practice, how do I do it? Yeah, I think inner child work's great, though it's, you know, it's one of these ideas, it, it's a great technique to use in therapy. It's, it's a, not technique, it can be a technique. I think it's often taught as a technique. I learned it as a technique but it's just more of a perspective that you bring to therapy, but it's just been lampooned into the ground. <laughs> you know, like that's like the, the typical 90s male Robert Bly mythopoetic men's movement crying over his parents, how his parents missed his birthday when he was eight years old, just crying, just expressing his frustration for that. It was lampooned very well in, in Infinite Jest when Hal figures that uh, he needs help and he goes to that support group for men. And it's just this ridiculous grown man crying like a child. That is how it's been lampooned. That's often how it's practiced, but it doesn't need to be that way. We can figure out how to use inner child work to help us figure out what's going on with us. So really, I mean, when you look at not just inner child work, but the, the crux of therapy, I mean, what is fundamentally what therapy is? It's two things. It's Figuring out what your needs are, right? That's one. Figuring out what your needs are, what your healthy needs are, as we distinguish from an unhealthy need. And a healthy need is when you pursue something because you want to pursue it because it's going to lead to uh, an advancement of your life, an attainment of a positive value, of a good in your life that you want. An unhealthy need is trying to avoid pain. So you want a girlfriend. Well, why do you want a girlfriend? Is it to cover up your insecurity? Is it to make yourself feel like a big man? Is it to get respect from other men? So you want a hot girlfriend? Okay, well, that's an unhealthy need because you're using that girl to manage your own insecurity. Do you want a girlfriend because it's somebody to connect with and build a life with and you help her to become more aware of herself. She helps you to become more aware of yourself. You can build this thing that's greater than the sum of its parts. One plus one equals 11 thing and then you can go on and you know create a family which is ultimately what you want in life and 
try to uh, bestow these values to the next generation, do the generativity, the very human thing. If that's why you want a girlfriend, okay. That is a, a, a healthy need. So that's the first part of therapy is just distinguishing, what do I even want? What do I even want because I want it? Not for any ulterior motives. And then the second part of therapy is figuring out well, you don't figure out how to get those needs met. I mean, that's more strategy. I mean, I mean there is more strategy. on the you just Whatever the first Google search is for whatever main need that you could have in your life, there's probably a pretty good strategy. The reason you're not doing it is because of resistance, because psychological issues get in the way. Anxiety typically get in the way of unmanaged anxiety, get in the way of you and the, the, the goal, the need that you have. So we just clear up that resistance, get you really clear about what you want, and then typically get you what you want. It happens pretty easily. So that's what you do in therapy. And that's what inner child work is. That is what the technique of inner child work, uh, I would just call it, no, not a technique, right? A perspective. That's what it can help you do. What you, in a sense, do with inner child work is you figure out what you needed as a child that you did not receive what you needed as a child that you did not receive. Now, how do you go about getting that need met now? A really uh, helpful way to do this, and this is what I use, you know, sometimes in, in therapy that I run when, when it's called for is think of a moment. Think of a particularly painful moment. Let's say, okay, go back to the example of you were eight years old and your parents forgot your birthday. You're sitting alone on your bed crying in frustration. Go back to that moment. What does that eight-year-old need? Because that eight-year-old, he is not at fault for what's going on. I mean, you're still not at fault. But he is not at fault for what's going on, for, for being neglected emotionally. And it's not his responsibility. So what does he need in that moment? Well, he needs some acknowledgement of his existence as represented by his parents remembering his birthday. Let's say they were too busy at something or out you know, doing drugs or whatever, like uh, too busy at their job, doing drugs, but it doesn't matter what they're doing. They just neglected their child's eighth, eighth birthday. So what does he need? Okay, he needs a birthday. Ultimately, what he needs is connection. He needs some recognition from other people in his life that he exists. He needs some people who are emotionally present, at least emotionally present enough to give him some decent eighth birthday party. Okay, that's what you needed when you were eight. Now, you can't get that need met now, technically, but there is an undercurrent there. There is a general conception of what that need was when you were eight, connection, presence. Maybe you felt frustrated and you didn't feel like, yeah, of course you felt frustrated because you know people, your parents, the people who supposedly love you the most and who brought you in this world and who are really, when you're eight years old, your conduit to reality, they, what did I got lost there? That they neglected you. Um, yeah, they're, they are your conduit to reality. You don't, um, yeah, really what you needed, that's what I was trying to say, really what you needed is uh, a way to express your frustration to them. But by the time you're eight, and kids will definitely learn this by eight, uh, easily by eight, that, well, I could express my frustration, but it's not going to matter anyway. Okay, so you need emotional presence. You need to be able to express your frustration in a healthy way and allow other people who are close to you to be able to express their frustration to you in a healthy way. Well, you can do that now as an adult. 
And that's what you do with inner child work. You look at, okay, what was like the concrete need that this eight-year-old, this particularly painful situation that I was going through, what did he need? Now, you can't get that specific need met. But what you can do is like I just did, think of like what is the conception of that need and how do you apply it to your life now? I mean, this is very similar when we talk about Oh, you know, guys say, oh, if, if I, I wish I would have gone back, you know, that, that's the, uh, the word for this. I wish I could go back to when I was 20, I would do these things differently. Oh, all that lost time. Oh, I lost all this. Well, yeah, you can't go back and do specifically what you would have done when you were 20. But what did you want to do when you were 20? Maybe something that you wanted to do is uh, speak more clearly to people, to your advisor. Maybe you needed help with your career, let's say, and you were you had so much anxiety, you couldn't even go to your advisor and ask for help. Okay, well, what's, let's say you're 35 now, what's the 35-year-old version of that? You go to somebody higher up who has more authority in this um, <clears throat> hierarchical structure that you're a part of. You're part of some hierarchical structure, even if you're an entrepreneur. You need to, to speak to people who have more authority than you and ask them for help. Right? That's what that means. Oh, I wish I, if I was 20, I would go back and do A, B, and C. Yeah, do that now. That's a sign that you, you, need, that, you need that done now. Oh, if I was, when I was eight years old, if only my parents hadn't forgotten my eighth birthday. Yeah, it's too bad. But we can't go back and do anything about that. Well, no, I say effectively, we can go back and do something about that once we, once we realize that you can get those needs met now because you didn't really need an eighth birthday party. The, the, the eighth birthday party, that was just a manifestation of these deeper needs, connection, able to express yourself around people, able to, to be yourself around people and not have to hide. That's what you need now. It's what you needed when you were eight. You didn't get it when you were eight, but you can definitely get it, so to speak, by <clears throat> giving it now. And then the other part of inner child work, which has been lampooned a lot, uh, you know, famously, as I mentioned in, in Infinite Jest, is being able to express resentment, to express resentment in a healthy way of any frustration or any needs that went unmet, important needs that went unmet when you were eight. But ultimately, how that resentment, how that frustration is your responsibility. Now, if you need to cry about it like they do in Infinite Jest, another mythopoetic men's group kind of thing, I don't think that's necessarily gonna be terrible for you if you need to cry. I get that can be helpful to process emotions, but um, ultimately, but if you can't realize how that issue, though it's not your fault, it is your responsibility. If you can't realize how that's true, then all the crying in the world uh, you know what it is? It's like the therapy version of uh, <laughs> that scene in uh, in Animal House, which is like one of my favorite movies of all time, of course, because it subjectively is one of the best movies of all time. When you know, like the guy singing on his guitar, the the hippie guy singing on his guitar, the the acoustic guitar. If I gave my love a chicken, it had no home, something like that. Whatever. Bluto's coming down the stay, coming down the stairs, and he has that you know funny Bluto look, uh, <laughs> which. I know I look like him. I know I look like uh, John. Man, what's his name? Who's the guy who plays Bluto? John. Jim Belushi. But to Jim Belushi is his brother. He's John Belushi. 
Chet Belushi. Uh, I know I look like that, but I'm obviously not as funny, so I can't make those faces. It's like that Eastern Slavic. I think he's from Albania or something like that area. Yeah, that's that's pretty much where I'm from. And, uh, you know, it, it's interesting, like, if you just learn that that's what playing a guitar was, if that was your only reference for, for guitar playing is some dork, some dorky hippie sitting on the stairs playing some lame song about how I, if I gave my love a chicken, something that had no home, whatever, uh, you would think, oh, music's lame, playing guitar is lame, but there's, others, there's other variations of playing guitar, and I think in popular culture, when we're exposed to therapy or when therapy's lampoon, we, we just get the uh, I gave my love a chicken version of therapy. The, the lame hippie guy playing an acoustic guitar version of therapy, and rightfully so, especially as men, we want to do the Bluto thing and break the guitar against the, the banister. But there's other ways you can use a guitar, right? There, you, like you could, yeah, play guitar that way, or you could play guitar or bass like Nikki Six in the same old situation video, you know, sweet power stands rocking out. You know, there's various uses of this thing. There's various uses of therapy. And I think when people talk about inner child work, they, they talk about, oh, going to this place where you're hurt and cry, cry for your eight-year-old self. Yeah, that's part of it. But the other part of it is you're eight years old now, it, right? It's realizing that it's, it's having that empathy with who you are when you were eight and realizing that's you now. How do you get that need met now? And I think what people find is it doesn't happen right away, but when you really bring that perspective to your life, oh, I wish I would have done A, B, and C when I was 20. Okay, how can you apply that to your life now? It doesn't take too much, it doesn't take that long to realize, oh, I really didn't want to go back. That was some crazy fantasy that I had to distract myself from things I needed to do now. You know, the irony, it's like the, like the neutron star density of, of irony is that the fantasy of going back to when you were 20 or going back to when you were 8 and saying, oh, I wish this would have happened. You are, in effect, in, in, in total avoidance of doing that exact thing now, right? You are perpetuating the avoidance. You're pe perpetuating the neurosis when you say, I wish I could go back and do A, B, and C. Um, and that's, you know... What we can help you with here is uh, how to how to process this stuff, how to talk about those especially painful situations. You know, and some of this emotional trauma, it, it could be, you know, packed in there. It could be like a petrified wood and we, we just got to chip away at it. But you need the right tools. You need the right tools to really chip away at this stuff for the purpose of living the life that you want to live so you can trust your needs when you have a need and say, yeah, this is really what I want. And I'm not doing it for some ulterior motive. And I can pretty much get those needs met when I find a, a decent enough strategy for doing that. But we need the right tools to chip away at the petrified wood. And that's what we can help you with here. We do free consultations, animusempire.com slash schedule. Thank you guys for watching. And remember that uh, when you think back and learn what you needed as a child, you realize that it's ultimately what you need now.